This is B2B Radio featuring Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a nationally recognized leading business-to-business advisor, will present information that helps reduce risk, improve financial performance, and change your company's future. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. Hello and welcome to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. B2B Radio brought to you by Capital Plus. Capital Plus uh, unlocks your capital and unleashes your business's potential. CPI creates customized financial solutions for growing businesses nationwide. All right, so I've been getting some feedback from folks and uh, decided we're going to do a show about how to improve efficiency in your business. Now, granted, um, this is going to be a little bit tough to do, so... Efficiency obviously is different in every certain, you know, every different type of business, every different niche, et cetera. So it's going to be a little bit difficult without having a specific type of business. Um, but there's still some overarching themes that I can go through. I think that'll be helpful for uh, for most businesses. Some of them will be helpful for all businesses, and then there'll be a few that uh, may be a little more specif- uh, specified um, in their application. But nonetheless, I think they'll be helpful. Um, so that being said, and so, I, actually, you know me, I like my statistics. Um, I just read about this um, in pre- preparation for this show. So uh, there was an, a study done by McKinsey that inefficiency can cost up to 30% of your revenue. Now think about that. You not necessarily can get rid of all of your inefficiency in your business, right? There's certain things, uh, depending on, again, your business, that you can't just get rid of all of it. But you can improve it to a large extent and think about that. If that's costing you 30% of your revenue, oh my gosh, I mean, it makes me sick to even say that. But the key thing is, and some of the stuff's obvious, but you know, efficient businesses, when you have an efficient business, you're able to manufacture your products, you know, offer your services, um, you can meet your goals, and you can do all those things with minimum effort. Um, you're able to control your expenses, Definitely control your waste, which is a big part of inefficiency in a lot of businesses. Um, and then when you when you do that, that allows you to be able to focus on, you know, focus more time and resources on, you know, some of the big big picture stuff, innovating and improving, um, constantly raising the bar. You have time to do that. If you're always putting out fires, i.e., very inefficient, um, you become too reactive, and you don't really have a chance to be proactive. And obviously, that's not a position we want to be in because. That is, uh, it's not a good thing. So again, I want to go through a couple of these things and talk through, uh, actually several things and talk through ways you can improve your uh, uh, efficiency and uh, become more efficient. So um, the first thing I think you need to look at is to assess your current productivity. And again, it looks like different things for all different businesses, but you should, every business should measure their productivity in some form or fashion. Um, I know, like, for example, if you have a service business, um, you know, a lawn care business, a HVAC, plumbing, electrician, um, all those sorts of things. One of the key things I look at from a productivity perspective is whenever you have technicians in a business that are going out to, um, uh, you know, consumers, homes and things like that, you want to look at um, their billable hours. So, for example... Uh, that's a real easy one, and we're going to talk about that next. Is um, the big piece of that is you know one of my favorites, KPIs, key performance indicators. But that's one of those key KPIs to look at in that situation is billable hours. So what I mean by that, for example, is you have Joe the technician, you're paying him for an eight-hour day, 
how many of those eight hours are you billing a customer? So that speaks volumes to inefficiency, and there's a lot of things that could cause that to be uh, in a bad position. But I literally worked with a business, um, geez, how long ago was it? I guess it was about four or five months ago that we started, and their billable hours were at right around 50%. So they're paying guys for eight hours in this example, and really they're only billing out four of those hours. So you can imagine that's not a good situation to be in. You have to strive to really push that, push the envelope. Now, you're never going to get it 100% um, or rarely get it at 100%. Um, there's some businesses, niche businesses, you might be able to get really close to 100%, but for the most part, um, that's going to be pretty tough to do, and especially in the scenario that I painted of where there's travel time involved. So um, if you charge for travel time, then maybe, but I think most businesses now, at least ones I work with, um, that's sort of a thing of the past. You don't necessarily um, charge for travel time. Um, you may charge that, uh, a, a fee for that in a different way, but you don't necessarily call it travel time because it, people have sort of moved away from that in the, in the service industries for the most part. But that is a absolute key one. But so what you want to do is look at your current pro- productivity See where you're at and all these different key measures. And again, the, when I say key measures, they're different for every single business. So it's, I can't really give you specific ones, but um, look where you're at. You know, if you're manufacturing, obviously you have a whole slew of different things you need to be looking at as far as how long it takes to produce the widgets. Um, what is the uh, spoilage rate or, you know, so what percentage of what you produce has to be redone because it wasn't done accurately or the quality was too poor, um, things like that. You know, you, if you have a delivery, if you have to deliver or install things, you look at things like um, how often do you have to go back out to a job site to correct some sort of an issue. Um, that is a killer, 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 killer for efficiency and pro- profitability. Each trip that you have to send someone out, especially if that's, you know, a trip that's a little bit of a longer one, let's say they're going to drive a half hour to get there, you know, first of all, just to go from the shop there and back, it's an hour. Um, you're, you got truck time, you have time that they're doing that, that you're paying them, that they could be doing other things, could be delaying your other deliveries, other installations. Um, and obviously you don't necessarily plan for those things. So it makes it difficult to manage the schedule and makes another, uh, inefficiency. So what you want to do with the KPIs is you want to identify the key measures for your business. Um, and you know, what I like to do is focus in on, think about what moves the needle for your business. And that's how that'll give you a clue of where to sort start focusing in. Um, another way to look at it is look on your P&L, look in the expense section of your P&L. Start with what are the highest expense lines and start looking at how you can measure efficiency with those lines because more than likely that's where you have the most opportunity, right? That's where you're spending most the, the most of your money. So and for a lot of businesses, that's going to be either you know some sort of raw materials um, if you're manufacturing or most likely it's um, people expense. So again, you want to look at that. So how can you measure efficiency with people? So again, you look at things like billable hours um, and things of that nature. Um, once you've identified those key measures, what I like to do is we typically pick out five at a time, no more than six. Um, if you have 15 of them, you're not focused. You're not focused in on you're trying to you know do fi- literally 15 things and correct 15 things at once. It doesn't work. So we usually pick out five and we'll focus on those five and then move on from there and we'll pick out new ones. And and that's the other thing is these KPIs and these key measures, they're going to change, right? So think about it. If you have five areas where you're inefficient and you target those and you start to improve them, 
Well, those are going to become strengths at some point, hopefully. And then you start looking for other things. So again, you're continuing to raise the bar. So some of the things that were, um, when you first started out, were pretty efficient. Now they're they're one of your most inefficient ways, which is a good thing, right? You're becoming overall much more efficient. So you're continuing to raise the bar. Um, so you want to once you identify those, you want to set some goals. See where you're at. See what goals you're, uh, you need to set to where you need to measure towards. And then obviously put together an action plan. How are you going to get to those goals? How can you improve those five different measures um, uh, in an in effectual way? Um, and then from there, obviously, you want to monitor your pro- progress. So depending on the measure, you might be monitoring that every week. Um, but at least every month, you want to sit down and go through those five KPIs, um, key things that you've identified, and see, make sure you're making progress towards becoming more efficient. All right, we'll pick that back up. We're going to hit a break here. Um, join us after the break. We'll continue talking about uh, efficiency. Are you frustrated with trying to grow your business? You're not alone because the business growth experts at TriTraction are here to help. TriTraction's proven business systems, marketing, and sales formula has helped many businesses like yours achieve amazing results. Could your company benefit from explosive sales growth and a huge jump in website traffic? Call 800-719-4281 today for a free consultation with the business growth experts at TriTraction. That's 800-719-4281. Systems plus marketing plus sales equals business growth. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. To submit questions to the show, email them to MrBiz at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back to BB Radio, brought to you by Capital Plus. Um, it is time for the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. And uh, for this week, it is a quote, actually, from Sir Winston Churchill. It's not enough that we do our best. Sometimes we have to do what's required. I think that should be, uh, that should be something that everyone should live by business world and even personal life as well. So again, we're talking about efficiencies, how to improve the efficiency in your business. And I feel like already, even through one segment, if I got a quarter for every time I say the word efficiency, I'd probably be rich by the end of the show. But um, so what we talked about during the first uh, segment, um, you know, setting KPIs, key performance indicators, um, measuring those, setting goals, monitoring them. Um, And again, you will always want to be evolving. So as you, as you get to a point where you have some of those KPIs in a really good spot, you want to make sure you keep that there and keep performing at that level. But again, as I mentioned, choose some new KPIs, choose some new things, new inefficiencies in your business to tackle. Um, because as they say, I think it was, uh, it's called Pearson's law. I think is, uh, that which is measured improves. If you're not measuring it, you're not monitoring and tracking against something. It's probably not going to improve. So you want to make sure you're focused on it. What I do with businesses I work with is we literally, it's part of the financial package. So we put together a financial package that where we go over, you know, some of the normal um, financial statement things. We compare against budget. How are we doing against budget? Um, and then we have our whole section on KPIs. And again, you know, there's five or six for each business. Um, and how, just like you do when you do a sort of a budget review, how are you doing versus the goal? Um, are you, have you gone up or down, right? So we put it, put together graphs, 
are we going are we trending towards where we want to be or are we slipping back or were we were we going positive and now we're starting to slip again why is that what do we need to do what changes do we need to make and that's why it's important to monitor this um, and track against it on a regular basis you know again if some of these things could be weekly um, especially if they're out of control um, initially you might want to go weekly um, instead of waiting a whole full 30 days before you see oh geez we got a real you know our problem got worse or whatever um, so very key, uh, key component there and a very important piece of that whole puzzle of efficiency. Um, you want to make it as easy as possible for your employees to do their job. And this has to do with communication in some ways. Um, you want to listen to your employees, obviously. Ask them. You know, sometimes you have employees who are um, more introverted, more passive. You know, go to them. I, we literally sit down and we'll, we'll ask employee, employees if you ran this company for a day, what would you do? What would you change? And a lot of times you get really, really insightful answers to things that you have no idea that it's a problem in the back, in the shop or out in the field or what have you. Um, because sometimes people just don't speak up about it. And in fact, it can end up being a morale buster because the employee might not feel comfortable coming to their boss or the owner, but they're upset about it. And so they complain to their coworkers. So that drags down morale and you can't fix it if you don't even know about it. So sometimes you have to be proactive about that. And so making their job easy. And so that's the other thing. Open, Ask that open-ended question. Just say, how can I make your job easier? Um, and ask your employees that. Ask the people in the field, especially if you're an owner that's not really in the trenches any longer. Make sure you're talking to your employees on a regular basis and doing that because that's going to do a lot of things. So first of all, it's going to make things more efficient. Second of all, you're going to have happier employer, employees. Um, and that's uh, another key component to being uh, efficient. We're going to talk about that in a little bit here. Um, but that leads me into, you, you know, sort of uh, a, a tangent to that is making sure that you're communicating effectively. You know, and I tell my kids this all the time is every relationship you have, whether it be a personal relationship, business relationship, you know, uh, father, daughter, you know, husband, wife, every relationship you have comes down to communication. Are you communicating effectively? On the flip side, let me ask you this. How many people have you ever talked to and you say, hey, are you an effective communicator? How many people say they're not an effective communicator? Everyone thinks they are. Well, I'm here to tell you, I see a lot of ineffective communication. So unfortunately, not everyone is. Um, and as I like to say all the time, I tell, again, another one of my little fatherly things. But, you know, as far as effective communication goes, there's there's a line in the sand that's at 50%. Half of people are better than average and half people are below average. So you need to figure out where you're at on that scale and, and get yourself to the, to the top of that list. But, um, and communicating effectively comes in a lot of different forms, but the key thing is you want to eliminate any communication barriers you have. So, and those, I mean, I'm talking all potential barriers. So that could be between employees that could be, um, from the owner or the boss to employees that could be between your company, employees, and whoever to your customers and vice versa. You want to make sure those lines of communication are always open and you're asking questions effectively to make sure you're getting to the bottom of things. Um, and then, you know, this is another one. This is another McKinsey study. They said that uh, email takes up nearly 28% of an employee's time, and that is the second most time-consuming activity um, for an employee in, a, in most businesses. Um, and you're probably not surprised to hear that. It's just crazy um, how much that is. But um, I'm assuming, and I, I did, couldn't find the source, um, uh, that's probably a little bit higher and sort of an, more of an office environment 
than if you have a more of a field-based uh, business. But nonetheless, um, that's an example of ineffective communication. You know, pick up the phone and make a, uh, and talk to someone directly. A lot of times that's going to save you. Instead of going back and forth 27 times on email, you have a direct conversation. You can get to the bottom of things pretty quickly. But eliminating those communication barriers, I mean, that's just absolutely makes things very inefficient um, to, to, you know, to be able to focus on those in the right way. So I, I alluded to this a little bit earlier when I was talking about billable hours, but if you have any type of uh, a field business, so again, HVAC, plumbing, things where you're going out to consumers, you're going out to houses, et cetera, for maintenance work, for installations, things like that, you definitely, definitely, definitely want to look at your, your travel time of your techs and how can you streamline that. And there's a lot of different forms of that, as you can imagine, you know, trying to, as best you can, not have text traveling for long distances between jobs. Um, you could, you know, uh, we do this, you know, lawn care companies is very common to where you you service certain areas, clusters of houses in a certain area on certain days. So it might be one suburb on one day, another suburb on another day, et cetera. So where you're able to limit that travel time and you're able to hit a lot of houses um, in, in this example in a very short period of time and it's not, you know, maybe even hit them in the same neighborhood. You don't have to retrailer your mower and things like that. Um, obviously, cuts down on uh, any inefficiencies you have. Um, but that travel time is a killer for any type of business that's uh, a field business. So you have really, really have to look at that um, and make sure that you're always, always, always looking to to streamline that. Um, another thing you want to make sure that you're you're taking a look at, and um, this one's is is out there all the time is. You look at possibly at least, and again, it depends on the business, but um, employee satisfaction. I alluded to it earlier. If you have happy employees, they're going to be more efficient. I know that sounds like, well, how's that make them more efficient? Part of the reason that they may be satisfied is what I alluded to earlier is that you're making their job as easy as possible. So that increases their job satisfaction, makes them happier. There's less, you know, talking, gossiping, things like that. Again, that kind of all ties together the communication. Um, but employee satisfaction is very important with a, uh, with a managing efficiency. So you want to make sure you're taking a look at that as well. Um, I think I want to go ahead and stop there um, for this segment. We'll hit a break. We'll come back. We'll keep talking through ways to make your business more efficient. Um, certainly go out and follow us on on the Mr. Biz Solutions Facebook page, uh, Twitter at Mr. Biz Tweets, uh, on LinkedIn at Ken Mr. Biz Wentworth. Share a lot of free content there every single week. Um, we also actually have an Instagram page that had that, um, Mr. Biz Solutions Instagram page. So um, definitely follow us on there and uh, get some good information. So join us after the break. We'll continue talking about how to improve efficiency in your business. Do you need to dive into online marketing but don't know where to start? Maybe you need an expert to help design your website. Or maybe you just need to drive more traffic to your website. Our Biz Marketing is here to help. Our customized local service specializes in digital lead generation, our Biz Marketing, where our business is marketing your business online. Go to rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at 
don't hesitate because there are limited spots available. Follow Mr. Biz on social media at Mr. Biz Tweets on Twitter and Ken Mr. Biz Wentworth on LinkedIn. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back to BB Radio brought to you by Capital Plus. CPI removes the hassles of balancing cash flow by becoming your full service credit and collections department. All right, so let's get back into our conversation here about efficiency. So just to sort of highlight some of the things we I had mentioned earlier, why this is so critically important. I know everyone throws around this word efficiency, but, you know, when you have an efficient business that allows you to focus more time and energy on things of, you know, continuing to raise the bar in your business um, and makes you more proactive as opposed to being reactive. And again, the stat, I love it, but, you know, uh, inefficiency can cost you up to 30% of your revenue. Um, that's just absolutely insane. And I can tell you, if you're operating at a level that's that inefficient, you're probably not going to be in business very long because that's just not sustainable um, over the long haul. So critically important to make sure you get these things in line and in order. And, uh, you know, again, all these things together, I think um, you put this whole, all these pieces of the pie together and pieces of the puzzle, I should say, it definitely makes um, for a much better situation. Um, we just got done talking about employee satisfaction, how that plays into efficiency obviously very important. I want to focus a little bit more during this last segment on um, some electronic or I guess electronic digital solutions. So automation. Um, and again, this varies by business, but um, how effective it can be. If you have a manufacturing company, I mean, a lot of times, and again, I worked with one company that had been in business for uh, about 30 years and some of the equipment they had was so old and antiquated, and as you can imagine, the innovations that have taken place um, in the last 30 years, that buying new equipment and replacing some of the old antiquated equipment, it's just, it was staggering, the difference. Um, you know, of course, there's some capital costs involved with that, but the cost, you know, we did a you know cost-benefit analysis on it, and it just was absolute no-brainer. And it's one of those things, again, where I think when you're in the weeds of your business and managing your business, it's one of those things that you should be thinking of, but you might not necessarily think of. And, you know, that antiquated equipment had gotten to the point where the, it, repairing it constantly was, was becoming expensive, as well as literally, not kidding, the number of technicians that could repair it were dwindling because they were mostly old timers and some of them had begun retiring. Uh, they literally were using someone who had retired from a business um, and calling him when they needed him to come in because they couldn't find people that could actually service uh, that equipment any longer because it was so um, so outdated. So, you know, that's an obvious automation thing. But you can also look at, I mean, gosh, you can Google uh, all sorts of different things. Um, you could even, some of it scheduling, right? You could um, automate your scheduling. There's a bunch of different tools to do that. And that is something that's, gosh, how inefficient is that? I mean, even if you have a professional business, let's say you have a law firm, um, or a consultant, accounting agency, a CPA firm, et cetera. Scheduling meetings becomes pretty inefficient. And it's not necessarily something you need to pay someone, you know, whatever, $15, $20 an hour to do either because that becomes expensive. You know, there, it, you can automate that scheduling instead of going back and forth four times with the emails about, oh, are you available next Tuesday? Oh, yes, I am. Well, I'm available at 2. Well, I have a meeting then. How about 10 a.m.? Well, no, I'm not available. I mean, that back and forth is just crazy. And you can automate it. People can see your calendar and pop on there. And you can even do that with some service businesses. And you can, um, in the calendaring um, automation software, 
you can set it up to where you you know you could even make it so it's geographic so you only have certain appointments in certain areas on on specific days um you can make sure that you put in travel time in between appointments etc there's a whole slew of ways that you can automate different things like that in your business but I'm, i point out those two sort of varied examples to show you that it's not just for manufacturing um that you would think about automation but also even just in a professional you know, law firm type of a place or CPA firm, that type of thing. There's ways that you can automate that as well um, to make things uh, super efficient um, and not deal with some of those things that drag you down, administrative things that drag you down. You know, along the same lines, consider going digital. Um, try to move more towards a paperless um, environment if you can. Look, we're not going back to paper. I can guarantee you that. So the longer it takes you to get on that train that's leaving the station here, um, the more... <laughs> the more behind the times you're going to be. So going digital and it's become a lot less expensive than it used to be. And just having records like that, for example, let's say you have a medical practice. Um, and some of that stuff, you have to have papers. Um, some of it's required, um, for, uh, different laws and, um, and regulations. However, you know, how many do- uh, medical practice doctor's office you go to now where they almost have, it almost looks like a, a little iPad in some cases, I think it is an iPad where they put everything into that. Um, it's so super efficient. You're not worrying about papers. They're not worrying about someone lost a paper and we can't find this test result or whatever. Um, everything's there at your fingertips. Um, and you can look back at history. You don't have to carry around this file that, you know, if you've been a patient there for, you know, 10 or 15 years and you've had some medical issues, my gosh, they might need a cart to, you know, pull around your medical file <laughs> to have all of it there. Um, so going digital, paperless, you know, getting your bank statements um, digitally instead of uh, in a paperless format instead of getting papers. You know, papers just, you got to store them, and especially in things like a bank statement where it's got some sensitive information, you can't just store them anywhere. You have to make sure that you're taking care of them and taking the, uh, you know, have them under lock and key. And, you know, again, medical records, another example. I mean, you have to have those under lock and key, and you can't have um, people to have access to those things. So going digital makes that much, much easier um, to accomplish that. Um, so consider all the different ways. And again, there's just a few examples of going digital, but consider all the examples in your specific business. Again, it's going to vary by business. Um, another thing I'll talk about here, and this is a little bit more specific and would have more of an impact on, um, some businesses versus others, but, you know, consider your energy management. So, you know, your heating and cooling, for example. So if you have a a manufacturing, you have a, a plant, um, you have obviously offices in there as well. Considering that entire energy management process, um, and not just to be green and save um, the environment and things like that, which you know is the right thing to do, obviously, but also you can save a great, great ton of money there, a great sum of money in a lot of cases. And you know, we just recently had a guest on that we talked about um, Bruce Ostermeyer, and he talked about um, telecom and all the different ways you can save money there. And it's not necessarily energy, but it's a s- similar type of concept where you are looking at different ways and looking at that inefficiency. So, you know, a simple thing like um, in your office, uh, having a programmable thermostat, you know, during the summer, let's say you're, you know, you're a West Coast business and it's, it's you know, warm year round. You don't necessarily need to be running your air conditioning 24 hours a day. That's just wasting electricity. Um, and when you see how much money you can save, you know, if you're cooling you know, 5,000 square feet of space and you, after hours, turn your thermostat up 10 degrees, 
And then in the morning, you have it kick on, say, a half hour before everyone gets there to that lower temperature. So it's all nice and cool by the time people get into the office. Man, I'll tell you, that makes a huge difference. I have a programmable thermostat in my house, and I know the difference it makes just in my just in our house. So things like that are, are easy, uh, low-hanging fruit that you can look at. And you can look at that for you know your water consumption as well, how you can um, re, um, repurpose water sometimes to where it's something you don't need potable water, for example, um, if you're a manufacturing company, um, and you can reuse water in some certain circumstances for different things. Um, you can save uh, money there and save energy as well. And, uh, again, you're kind of doing your, your part to uh, uh, help the environment. So, obviously, a good thing there. Well, we've covered a lot of different things on improving efficiency in your business, and I think uh, we're pretty much out of time here. So, I'll, I think I'll stop with all that. And, again, it's a little bit tough having uh, trying to talk through all those different things with different businesses because some of these things are more applicable um, than others, depending on your business. So hopefully you found some value out of this. Um, thanks for listening. Um, again, you can follow us on Facebook, Mr. Biz Solutions, Twitter at Mr. Biz Tweets, LinkedIn, Ken, Mr. Biz Wentworth, um, on Instagram, Mr. Biz Solutions as well. Um, I want to make sure again, we uh, thank our sponsor, Capital Plus. You can find them at cpifunding.com. We call them at 855-522-3951. Again, thanks for listening. Have a great week. And don't forget, cash flow is king. This has been B2B Radio with your host, Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for 25 years. Learn more about them at cpifunding.com or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.